0: what's up guys welcome to this episode of into the stitches we're gonna do things a little differently this this episode so this episode is actually going to cover the last two weeks because i've been so busy with at work um and i just i haven't gotten around to doing a full episode before everything happened kind of happened and all these uniforms have been released and I want to give it to you all in one big clump. So I just catch up and start fresh in the new week. So this episode is going to cover last week and this week all the way up until the bowl games. And then in the beginning of next week, I'm going to release an episode covering just the bowl games so far. So just those uniforms. And that'll be, that'll be a mini episode. And then whatever uniform-related news is released from today on. So that'll be the smaller episode. This is going to be the very long episode. We also have an amazing interview with my friend Nick Lamb, All-American kicker-turner at Muhlenberg. He is now Coach Nick Lamb. He has his own company, 84 Footwork. And uh, go check that out. He also has his own podcast, which we mentioned in the interview. Go check that out. Uh, it's a Great interview really good interview. He has an awesome story. I'm glad I was around to actually witness it unfold and, uh, hearing him tell it, you know, choices were made and the right choices were definitely made. So without further ado, let's get into the stitches. So we'll start it off with a little army Navy game action. Um, Oh my God, these uniforms are amazing. So we'll start, let's start off with Army. Uh, their main concept of the uniform was to honor the 1st Infantry Division, better known as the Big Red One. I still have Medal of Honor Big Red One for PlayStation 2, so that's how I knew exactly what the Big Red One was all about. But the main concept of these uniforms were the World War I version of the Big Red One. So it's been 100 years. Since um, the first infantry division's role, basically, in ending World War One, and uh, the black unis, they they were all black, with a big red one, right on the forehead. I'll call it of the helmet, the Signia, which is a oh, how many sides that have? One, two, three. It was a pentagon with the point facing down, with a big with a red number one, right in the center, on the forehead. And uh, the helmets were similar to the ones that Ohio State wore a few years ago where they called it, like, gunmetal or cannonball or something like that where there was texture to the actual helmet. It wasn't just smooth. It was pretty cool. Um, now, the jerseys, they were all black also, and they had a lion on the sleeves, the lion design. And then they also had it right on the uh, upper, I believe it was the upper right side of the chest, said big red one. And then on the collar there was they're called bronze collar discs, and it it signified what division you were in and what your role basically was within the big red one and uh, these discs were worn by the enlisted men of the first world war, and this signified on the players' uniforms where they were at also so moving on to Navy, their main concept was uh it wasn't to honor anything really. Like last year, I believe was the year they did the blue angels. Um, this year was kind of like a little nostalgic throwback with a little modern twist. So they use their old school logo, which I believe they still use it. just not really in athletics anymore where it's, it's called bill the goat. And it's just a jumping goat with a blanket on its back with the uh, big N with a star on it. And, uh, that lo I like that logo. It's pretty cool. Uh, they were away. So they went all white. But their helmet, with that logo on the side, their helmet was chrome. So the the uh, shell was navy chrome with a gold chrome stripe and a gold chrome face mask. You guys know I'm in love with anything that is chrome. Like uh, you, you say chrome, I'm melted. You're in my top three already. I don't even need to know the colors. <clears throat> and they also had the end with a star on the sleeves. So they're very they're very representative of uh, their mod or their classic look with a little nostalgia with the uh, build a goat, but they had a little modern twist on it, being that they rocked chrome. Great, two great uniforms. It was a great, it was a really fun game to watch, actually. Also, we'll do a quick recap, not recap, sorry, preview of the college football playoffs and bowl season. So. Starting with the playoffs, Bama versus Oklahoma. Probably not going to be that interesting of a game strictly uniform-wise. This is going to be a fire game to watch. I'm going to have to watch this. Or, nah, I probably can't. But I'm going to have to stream this because this game is going to be great football. Probably one of the best football games we see on the field all year. Kyler Murray, Heisman winner, playing against Tua. Hopefully, Tua can get back to the electrifying Tua that he is because I know he just had surgery a couple weeks ago. So uh we'll have we'll have to wait and see with that one. But next game, Notre Dame versus Clemson. This is going to be an interesting one because Notre Dame already declared that they're going white jerseys, but their numbers on their jerseys have shinier more pronounced gold trim and it's closer to the trim like on their helmets. Uh not trim on their helmets, but, like the color of their helmets or right? it's very it looks like wet paint. Um and Notre Dame is actually, fun fact, the first team to be Under Armour since in the college football playoff. It's actually, they're the first team to not be Nike in the college football playoff. From its inception in 2014, the teams who have played, Oregon, Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Michigan State snuck in there one year, I believe. Georgia, Clemson, like they are just the one team the not one team the one provider that hasn't snuck in and nike has just dominated really not that they really had anything to do with their performance i hope but notre dame is the first under armor team notre dame is the first non-nike team and uh hopefully they can get a dub me ryan our guest from a couple episodes my brother um my sister-in-law Allie, we will all be going down to the game watching it firsthand in at&t stadium might get a little segment from uh, from the field. Who knows? We'll have to see. But I'm super excited about the college football playoffs this year. And uh, I'm even more excited that I'm going to cut the Cotton Bowl. Now, for the bowl games, we're going to do that early next week as a shorter episode. We're going to include all the bowl games from this past week and because it's Saturday right now, and a few games have been played, a few controversies already, so we'll get into that early next week. But I just wanted to say that bowl patches were flooding in all around the same time. I couldn't report it fast enough. But uh, they are so awkwardly placed on some of the jerseys. It Some of them look so weird. But it got me thinking, like, what is the criteria for gifts in a bowl game? When you make it to a bowl game, the team gets gifts from whoever sponsors that bowl game. So for the 2018-19 season, $5.4 million has been spent on gifts for players. $5.4 million. Jesus. So I went went deeper into that. And um, you're allowed to give $550 worth of items to a player. That's the max number. And I also went into what some of the items were. Now, some of the average items that you'd expect were customized backpacks, jackets, pants, watches, hats, t-shirts, duffel bags, you know, the, the whole lot of athletic gear. But in my opinion, some of the best gifts that I saw were shopping sprees to the bowl game sponsored stores, Xbox Ones, PlayStation 4s, Bluetooth speakers, massive, massive gift cards like the entire $550 worth in gift cards. You get rings, um, mini helmets, GoPros. It, it, it just it blew my mind some of the stuff that some of these players were getting, and I'm happy for them. This is awesome. This is the one, their one time to really, quote-unquote, get paid, uh, where they get all this free stuff. I mean, other than the beginning of the year, I believe Steve mentioned it in our interview from uh, last week. Steve mentioned that there was two times a year he got free stuff, and it was when you show up for camp and when you show up for spring ball so uh, this must be really fun for them to get new bowl stuff. Alright guys, we have here another special interview. We have my former teammate, the quickest kicker returner, the shiftiest wide receiver, Coach Nick Lamb.
1: What's happening, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, Listen, I'm drinking. I'm drinking a coffee, so I hope it doesn't pick up on my uh, on my microphone over here.
0: Every time <laughs> I sip. <laughs> Hopefully, I think you'll be fine.
1: Uh, how's it going, dude?
0: It's good, man. I really appreciate you doing this. It's. I just remember you were uh, always had the most swag on the field, so I figured you'd be into this kind of stuff.
1: Of course, of course. You know, I think I've I've always been someone look good, feel good, play good, and uh, and I think that stuff really. Really uh, weighs on on your confidence out there. Yeah, um, and I think you know I was somebody that had to have a specific um, specific attire, specific undershirt, and
0: all this other stuff mm-hmm. that we can talk about a little bit later. But I think you know, look good, feel good, play good, of course. Definitely, that's that's Dion's mantra. That's where I got that from too. That's right. So, can you talk a little bit about how you transitioned from baseball to football in college? Because I know that was wasn't your traditional route.
1: Yeah, no, I mean this is uh, this is a story a lot of people ask me and it's a long one, so I'll try to I'll try to keep it short and keep keep the details to a minimum. But um, basically, you know, playing in high school I played baseball and I played basketball. I didn't play but didn't play football. So I played grade school football. I stopped after eighth grade because I I suffered a nasty concussion. I was actually holding an extra point and uh, and wow. the guy, the the rusher comes off the edge. Hits me helmet to helmet. You know, I kind of blacked out, forgot everything that happened immediately after, and then uh, and immediately before. It was kind of sc- <clears throat> it's kind of scary. So um, this was at a time before anybody really knew about concussions. You know, now yeah, it's, everything's trying to be protective. The helmets are changing. Um, you know, I think that if this happened today, I think parents would have been on the field fighting because it was that <laughs> it was that egregious. Really um, bad. Oh, it's bad, dude. I have a video of it, so I'll show you sometime. It's really bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, So anyway, so I, I shied away from playing the sport for a while in high school there. And uh, and I was the best primary basketball and, and baseball player. And my thing was I wanted to focus on getting into school. So as bad as I wanted to play football, you know, I think like junior year of high school and senior year of high school started creeping back into my mind. I'm like, you know what? I should just go out and play. Mm-hmm. But in high school, it's like how much do you throw the ball? You know, it's a lot of running. You play both sides. I just—it's to, to me, it felt like too much. Mm-hmm. And so, I decided to—I looked at Muhlenberg. I decided to go Ed to Muhlenberg, um, early decision, uh, and I got in. And I decided that I was going to walk on either baseball or basketball, whatever season worked out better for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that turned out to be baseball, so I decided to roll with it. Um, but, but for me, I've always been an athlete. I've never really specialized in one sport. Right. So I think a lot of people that play baseball play it year round. You you almost have to because you have to see pitches in the summer. You have to see pitches in the fall. Mm-hmm. And that was never me. I've only ever played in season. Right. Yeah. So anytime I, I started, I was always a step behind. You know, and uh, and so that's that kind of caught up to me when we when we played baseball in in college. Although I. Made the varsity team, I could never crack a lineup because my bat was too slow or I couldn't figure out how to hit the ball. I could field. Mm-hmm. I was out there, I was out there with Sean, my, my my good friend Sean, my roommate in college, Sean Bucher. We were just laughing about it a couple of weeks ago. I would rob all his home runs in practice. <laughs> Anytime he hit a home run out the left field, that's I would love shagging fly balls. I was great in the field, but again, I couldn't hit, you couldn't really hide my bat in the lineup. So mm-hmm. so there's like, all right, so. Sophomore year rolls around. We take a trip to Myrtle Beach. I, I played JV, uh, a JV game out there, only selected uh, number of JV players. I was still a varsity player, but I played JV, only selected number of players played in that game. And, uh, and we were facing a pitcher who might have been like 300 pounds, was throwing like 65 miles per hour. I struck out three times. I'm telling you, I literally... I don't know what it was. I don't know. My confidence was at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Could not hit against this guy. So I'm like, this this was the breaking point for me. I'm like, I can't. That was the threshold. Right. Like, I can't do this anymore. So, you know, long story short, I'm like, well, what do I do now? I can't be a Division three. you know, uh, what do they call those people, NARPs? Yeah. Non-athletic, regular people. Yeah. No offense to people who didn't play a sport in college, but so I was like what do I want to play next do I play basketball or do I go play football when I wanted to play for such a long time and uh, for me I, I was still lifting in the weight room I was still running around a lot I was in shape I was like you know what I'm tiny I don't know if I can crack a basketball lineup so let me go out for the football team and uh, I think the best thing for me was the, how obsessive I was and how I was not going to stop until I cracked the lineup in football because you know, it was my second time um, trying out a college sport. The first time I failed miserably. Right. And so, you know, I was really focused on how can I get better. And so I spent hours studying each night, um, hours practicing out on the field, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions, um, just trying to learn the game as fast as possible, applying things that I've, I've seen and In some of the NFL games, and I worked my way up to the second string. The starter goes out in game one. I slide into the position, and I kind of never looked back since.
0: I I remember remember that happened. That happened at Wilkes, right? In the very first. That's right.
1: That's right, man. And I tell you what, I never realized how fun, how much fun football is. And I was, uh, you know, it was unfortunate that I didn't get to play the first couple of years in college. Mm-hmm. However, I made up for because I, I played a fifth year. Yeah, And uh, I really don't have any regrets because I think what happened in baseball made me, like I said, more obsessive mm-hmm. and uh, more determined to, to get better.
0: To put so. that chip on your shoulder. Exactly. So while you were playing baseball, did you have any superstitions? Because I know when I played, I always was around people and also have uh-huh. my own that were just... Uh, absolutely out there. Like I used to put my glove in a wonder bag because I saw some players do that in the MLB one day. So I used to carry my glove in a wonder bag to all away games. Uh, Only would put batting gloves in my right back pocket, never in my left back pocket because I had seeds in my left back pocket. Like it just stuff (laughs) like that.
1: Yeah, no, I think baseball is a huge superstition sport. We all know that. Yeah. Um, Guys have a specific thing that they do. I think one of the biggest things for me is I was, I paint, um, and I, I never played a game without it. And so I would put it on straight across under the eye. Mm-hmm. Take two fin- take two fingers and drag them down, uh, just to look sloppy. I never wore batting gloves, but I kept them in my back pocket.
0: Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> um, so it was a look.
1: It was, it was a look. I never I never liked the feel of being at the at the plate with batting gloves on. In fact, when I came up in the box, two hands rubbing around the dirt, you know, rub them together, oh, okay. and a couple of LeBron claps with the powder. Um, <laughs> so that was my thing when I came up to the plate I usually wore a uh, like a shooter sleeve on the right side mm-hmm. um, that covers the elbow you know the, those, those three quarter sleeves yep. And, yep. and then uh, on the other side I would rock some wrist tape on the on the on the left uh, wrist and uh, never on the right wrist though, I felt like it uh, interfered with, with when I threw the ball so that was my thing it was uh, left wrist some tape right right arm some a sleeve and uh and that was uh, in the, in the batting gloves in the back pocket
0: mm, so your own, your own personal look
1: <laughs> that was my thing yeah every I mean it's funny because like if you if you forget one of these items mm-hmm. it really throws off your game it's actually it's funny because I'm thinking you know it's funny that I'm on the phone with you right now I don't remember seeing my, my fifth year at Wilkes when we traveled over there I forgot my gloves you remember that yeah. I, I brought I had two pairs of gloves one I wore in practice. The one I wore in the game. Was that our first
0: I, year with the new uniforms?
1: Yes, it was. Yeah. So, of course, I bring two left-handed gloves <laughs> from each pair. And uh, and I'm like, I can't believe I just did this. And I asked you, <laughs> and I got your gloves, yep. which were like these neon, uh, these white neon gloves. Mm-hmm. Those that are I my heisting gloves, that game. yeah. So, uh, but it really, it kind of threw off my game, you know, no, and had nothing to do with you. It's just, you're not out there with your gloves on that you've catched, you've caught so many passes with. Yeah. You know, it kind of throws you off. It's and, a cool uh, thing
0: because they definitely, I don't know if that's actually how gloves work, but they definitely at least got molded to my hands from always being on. So like.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you, you get used to them and, um, and I had that thing where I would wear the gloves in practice and then the other, they were the same glove, but it was, um, you know one was one was designated for practice and the other for games and i can't i couldn't believe i brought two left-handed gloves <laughs> but uh yeah no it's definitely it's definitely a certain look that i've had in baseball and then football mm-hmm. um football kind of changed up a little bit football wasn't really a specific i was a, i was an eye black guy in, in uh in football yep. um in fact, one game I forgot eye black, and we talk about when you forget these items, you get thrown off. Mm-hmm. So I called my dad. I said, "You got to go to Modell's and pick me up some eye black <laughs> so I <laughs> can put it on because I can't. I can't play without it. Really? Um, that was one of the only things that I really couldn't do without the eye black. So but, uh, I, I switched.
0: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are no, you good? I don't. I remember you having um, what? Like. Uh, I'll call them like leg shivers, like on your calves. Was that actually did that actually serve a use, or was that a swag item also?
1: <laughs> that was short lived. That was a that was a swag item. Okay. So I um, that summer I saw Odell, and I'm a I'm a big copycat guy. If I see these NFL players do it, I do it. That's
0: how you built your so brand.
1: See, exactly. So if I so I saw Odell, uh, excuse me, Odell wear these like leg shivers almost and they covered like the top I guess like the shin mm-hmm. of him and then he had low socks on and I was like that is swaggy so I wore for like maybe two I wore for like maybe two games this is the whole thing with me is like I switched up because I had like ADD with like kind of the different um, ways of like wearing things in right. the swag so I would always change up so that was one game you know I think I, think I started towards the end of this season I wanted to do uh, all um, scrunchy socks which you see in the NBA too now mm-hmm. you know you get the long socks and you scrunch them up yep. that was a that was a big time look for me and then the last thing I would say is the, the baggy shirt underneath the jersey so of course your jersey's tight as tight as crap you know you got the mm-hmm. uh, the brand new that was the biggest thing with the brand new jerseys for me is that they were finally tight yeah. which was nice
0: I loved I loved how you know, tight they
1: were uh, they gotta be tight and you can't even you couldn't even take them off after the game but that makes the baggy shirt underneath look that much better yeah Although Donnelly wasn't uh, too much of a fan of the baggy shirt. You no, know, it was, uh,
0: it was part of the swag. The As we've said already, swag makes you play better. So. Mm. It, it is really a mental thing, too, that it it might not enhance your skill, might not have grip or anything like that, but it, it makes you feel like you look good, which it's just a confidence thing, which is going to make you play better.
1: For sure. Actually, uh, the last piece of that is, I forgot about uh, the the lip guard mouthpiece, that's popular right now oh yeah that's that's i guess part of swag as well so that that, the binky yeah you know what's funny that's actually i think i'm a fan of that mouthpiece not just the way it looks the way it feels because they have the ventilation in it so you can actually you know be biting down and actually breathe as you're biting down on the mouthpiece which isn't the same as those typical you know top top um top row mouthpieces that they just give you yeah absolutely so, uh, so yeah, that that was my swag out there on the on the football field, and uh, I know some guys. I don't know how. So there were some guys in our league that would not wear gloves. That's just that's too much for me. Like I think. Tukaki, they get, for example, yeah, I mean they give you the advantage of these sticky gloves, and it's just unless it's raining, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it's it is like you said. It's a free advantage.
1: But it, but as we say, I mean he would probably say the same thing you know this is the way i've been doing it for a while i can't wear gloves now yeah so um yeah so that was my swag out there on the football field
0: so when it when it came to our uniforms and when i say our uniforms now i'm going to talk more in the second half so the maroon and silver and white ones what did you like and dislike about the change from because it was in the middle of your career just like it was in the middle of my career too
1: so you're talking about the jerseys they have now, the color coordination they have now Yeah. or the one my or my fifth year cuz they changed it right from my fifth year to to the year after. Um, um I got they, they got them silver pants. Yeah, that was my senior year. Pants. The silver
0: pants were my senior year. But we could throw those we could throw those into the loop with the new so like compare and contrast uh the red and black and like matte gray to
1: Okay, so the old old. Yeah to um, I was a big fan of the change. To be honest with you, um, I'm not a big fan of cardinal cardinal red mm-hmm. as a color. I think maroon is such a such a nice um, such a nice tint. And actually, you know, my brand right now, the '84 Footwork, I've decided to run with the maroon look and the gray look because I think those are two colors that um, that really blend nicely together. Uh, so I. I am a bit. I was a big fan of the switch from like the cardinal gray to the maroon, right? Um, and I guess we did. Uh, we didn't have white pants. We had the maroon pants, but we had white tops, right? Yeah. So it's maroon pants, but we had two different tops: the red, the maroon, and uh, the white top. So I wish we had white pants because I-, I wanted to go. You know, the all white. I know. I think you-, you have two sets of pants. You can make all these different combinations. So that's the one thing we had before is we had the um the red pants
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then did we have two pairs of pants before actually
0: yeah because we had the red ones and the then we gray. Also had those like awful non-consistent colored gray pants
1: that's right that's right yeah those jerseys weren't weren't too nice um and it's funny because they they gave me so this is like another part of it they gave me uh, part of the swag discussion but they gave me the number 84 when i came into camp and uh and so, of course, that jersey, because it was in the 80s, was super big. It was like an XL. And um, and so I wasn't a fan of that. But um, so when I moved, so when we moved to the new jerseys, Carter texted me. He's like, look, what size jersey do you want? And I was like, give me that, give me that medium or the small. And uh, so it felt much nicer. But... Um, I don't know, I was a big fan of the new jerseys. What did you
0: think? I, I was also a big fan of them. It took me a while to warm up to them just because it was just a change. But once I got to actually see what the jerseys and, like, the uniforms actually looked like, because you can talk about it all you want, but when you actually see it, it's a different thing. I started to like it more and more. And then I really liked how we got silver pants. And uh, so my senior year I got hurt. Obviously I tore my labrum. Mm-hmm. So I was just in the coach's office just kind of hanging out instead of being at, like, lifting, because I really couldn't do much. And uh, I was talking to Carter, and I was, like, begging him. I was like, you got to bring back the matte gray helmets with the silver M when we wear gray pants, and that make that the permanent away uniform. And then the permanent home uniform make Color Rush all maroon. And I like it. he was considering it until he realized the price of having two helmets Muhlenberg would not fund for the football team. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. It was a like,
0: significant difference.
1: You know, do uh, top, top programs have a couple uh, couple different colors to their helmets? I wonder if Hopkins has different colors or if, like, Mount Union has different colors. I'm sure Mount Union
0: does. I was going to say, Mount Union does. Uh, they have three. I want to say they have a nor- their regular one's purple, then they have white, and then they have uh, black. Wow.
1: They put a lot of money into that football program. Oh yeah,
0: they just <laughs> lost last night. Actually, the national Did championship. Did they really? Yeah. Who they,
1: lo- they lose to? Mary Hardin Baylor, out in Texas. Uh, that team. That team was a uh, team was solid this year, I guess. Oh yeah. I, I didn't know that was last the Stag Bowl, right? Yeah. I thought that was on a Saturday, but I could have been wrong. So I thought too, and sense. then
0: I saw it on the ESPN app. It said live now, D three national championship. I was like, oh, I might he, well check it out.
1: You know, I miss I miss that every year. I was actually uh, my fifth year. When I finished up, I was actually hanging out at a friend's house up in uh, North Jersey, and uh, I'm just laying there. We're playing video games, just having a couple beers before we go out. Mm-hmm. And I got a text message from from Coach Milne that said, "Congratulations!" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Congratulations on uh, D3 All America. You made the third team as a return. <laughs> so I'm like, "What? Are you serious?" Um, so I got pretty amped to about out. that. But I know I wasn't even paying attention. And uh, but they announced it at halftime, I guess. I think a couple of mules actually got recognized last night. Um, I think Frankie Feaster and the tight end Curtis.
0: Yeah. Oh wow! So they announced awards. it at halftime of the Stag Bowl.
1: They do it at halftime. Yes, yeah, so that was the whole thing. I didn't. Need, I didn't know it was on. So That's why I think they found out yesterday. Um, these that these uh, these players were were honored. I think it was Feaster was first team. I think Brian yeah. Curtis was first team as well.
0: Wow! Wow! That's awesome. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they do it at halftime.
0: Mules, Mules yeah, put up so, a tough one against Mount Union, too.
1: They did, man. We were over here. Schwabe was over here watching it with me. My buddy Sean was over here. And uh, we were yelling at the TV. Oh, my God. I mean, the Mules, the Mules had that game. And,
0: uh, 14-7 at halftime with the number one. With the Alabama of Division Three.
1: I know. I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that go into that loss. But uh, that's for another time. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. We'll get you back on, and we'll talk about the uh, some some more future games and past games. For sure. Because I know you got a you got to ref in a little bit.
1: Yeah, I got that's a that's a, a gig I just picked up this year is um, ref and It's a good way to make extra money oh, yeah. as long as the parents don't yell at me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Do do your job and get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yep. So let's uh, change gears a little bit. Move on to the NBA. All right. So they just dropped those earned edition uniforms. You know what they're all about.
1: I don't know exactly, uh, what the, um, I don't know why they made those colors. Or why, like, what the, um, what am I, what, where am I looking for here?
0: Like, the, you look, like, why they even gave the uniforms out? Yeah, exactly. Is like what the alternates? What,
1: what it's all about yeah, no, so, I've so seen them, but I don't know what it's about.
0: It's basically, I've seen, I've seen, uh, two different, like, Thoughts. uh, What what am I trying? Thought processes to it, and one of it is that uh, it's a participation trophy because the concept is all the teams that made the playoffs last year only get these jerseys this year.
1: Oh, I see. So it's
0: just a participation trophy, or it's just hey, it's a rare jersey that a couple teams that didn't have a good season last year don't even get.
1: I see. So earned. That's the whole earned thing. Yeah, that's the
0: whole thing behind earned.
1: Uh, okay, well,'m looking at them right now. there's some pretty sweet ones in this bunch.
0: what do you want you want to give a top three top five
1: let me let me uh, let me give you a top three here um, let me see you gave me a nice picture here that I can look at.
0: I know I wanted you to see all of them because th- to be honest, a majority of them are just the inverse of the city edition what we were talking about before
1: yeah, yeah the Sixers has the the stars around the the number which is pretty much. The city, the, it's just not gray. It's yeah. The same, it's almost the same thing. It's just white. <laughs> so I'm looking at uh, a couple here. I think Cleveland is pretty sweet looking, actually. That's in my top I don't know where they get these colors from. It's like Carolina blue and white. I know. I mean, I, and it's
0: like a weird diagonal stripe along the chest.
1: So I've seen... Um, I've seen this Miami, like, what do they call this? The, the, the pink color, they call it something. My, and they uh,
0: the, Vice Knights, Miami Vice yeah, Knights. Yeah,
1: Vice Knights. It's actually kind of funny. So they, Before the games, they have this, like, weird video of, like, when it's raining and players are out in the rain and the rain's dripping off their chin. <laughs> it's just very, it's just so strange. Uh, but they're not my top three. So I think I'm going to throw Cleveland in there. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I, like, I kind of like the purple with the Wolves, but it's just too simple. I think right. I like the Bucks. I think I'm going to throw the Bucks in there. I like that it's little, a little, green a little Christmas thing. They do concept, a, right? A little Christmas concepts up in the corner. It's <laughs> the season. And I think you know. I think I like. Uh, I like the Raptors too. The Spurs is nice with the camo. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to throw the Raptors in there. So those are my three. What do you got here?
0: So my top three actually are two of yours. I, I'm a big Cavs guy. Love those the Cavs uniforms. I just Yeah, those are cool that Carolina blue I love in any uniform. I loved it when we played Hopkins. I love it yeah, in North Carolina. Nice. I just it just always works. And then the Raptors I love because that it's like a, the angle that everything's on. It looks like what the Spartans wore on their shields, and I thought that's kinda badass. Oh yeah, that's cool. And then yeah, I like uh, that one too. I think my my third ones are tied between uh Miami and Nola Pelicans. Okay. I think Miami is yeah, just yeah, because nice they're too. different. Like, they're just, what, when are you ever going to see an all-neon-pink uniform, you know? Yeah, that
1: is kind of funny. Um, I think I shied away from that because of the whole the, the video that they played <laughs> before the games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that could be a definitely deciding factor if I were to check that out. I'm kind of disappointed in the
1: Sixers the stars around the uh number. It's just too basic for me.
0: Yeah, they didn't they didn't deviate from the city edition at all. No. All they did was change the sweat the sweatshirt or sweatpants gray to white.
1: Did um and did the Warriors do anything? They've got that jersey too, don't they? The town? I've seen that before. Yeah they
0: have it. all they do all the Warriors seem to do is change the uh What's in the center circle of their logos?
1: Uh, okay, so now they have like a tree in there. Yeah, exactly. So whatever the hell that
0: is. You, it's not the Golden Gate that's Bridge. Funny. It's just a freaking tree, and it's just it's that's like funny. <laughs> they have so like that's twelve jerseys, changed. and that's the only thing that's different. They're all yellow and blue.
1: That's funny. And Boston goes with like a weird tint of green. Uh, uh, what would you call that?
0: Kind of like, almost like a Kelly green, almost a little it's bright. Yeah,
1: yeah, a little, a little old school Eagles color. Oh, there.
0: yes, definitely. <laughs> especially with that gold too that pops
1: dude i'm a huge fan of um of when the nba releases these different jerseys in fact i was my brother i don't think was a fan of it i think we talked about it recently but mm-hmm. i like the the christmas uniforms that they used to do with and the they're sleeves? not doing uh, um not those that i wasn't a fan of those i was a fan of the cursive lettering ones yes uh, oh yeah those were yeah. pretty cool um i guess the sleeve ones were okay i remember they did that the one year mm-hmm. but um he said they're not doing it this year. Are they not doing this, Christmas uniforms No,
0: they're not because the way Nike did it, they have, first off, they don't call anything home or away anymore. Okay. So, they're, I forgot the name of it off the top of my head, uh, but they're, they have one home jersey, one away jersey, one jersey that's now called earned, and uh-huh. one jersey that's called city. And that's, gotcha. that's all the uniforms. Gotcha. So it's like they do it not based off the season. They do it based off of, like, the town. So if you earned it or, you know, they do it based off that stuff.
1: Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense.
0: All right. Well, I kind of like these. One final question for you before. Go ahead, brother. Shoot. What advice do you have for people who are in similar shoes as you in your college Uh career? And also... What advice do you have for people who are in shoes like you right now who, really, you, you've run a pretty, from what I can see, pretty successful coaching business so far?
1: For sure. Um, so I think anybody that's in the position of where they really don't know what they want to do in terms of, like, playing a sport, um, you know, they have visions of, of bad things happening, you know, so that I guess is, like, shying them away from, from even trying or attempting to make a team. I think the best advice I can give that person is to just do it. You know, I think the hardest thing, the hardest thing, yeah, exactly. The hardest thing is to, I think, take the first step, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and it's really, it's not that bad. You know, you might have all these thoughts. Well, I got to get up early and go to lifts. I got to, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it with schoolwork. Well, just do it. And then, uh, and then let it all let let the, all the rest sort itself out. Yeah. You know, I think don't don't have those. You do necessarily. I think there's a famous quote by MLK. You don't have
0: to see the whole staircase; just take the first step. Mm-hmm. So oh, I like and that.
1: Now, uh, with the coaching business, is it's the same thing. You know, I was saying I was saying to myself, I want to train kids because I feel like I have. Um, I still, I've, I've got that knowledge from what I played. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning the game so I can learn the game and teach it at the same time. Right. And, uh, and I was like, nah, I don't know if I can do this. It's going to be a lot of work. But again, it's like, you know what? I'm just doing it. I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. That kind of thing. That kind of attitude right. mentality. You know, so just let the chips fall where they may. Um, so that's my advice to people if they ever want to reach out to me. 84 foot work. You can DM me, you can give me a phone call, my, you can just press the call button on there and I'll be <laughs> happy to talk. So
0: anybody who needs to get their footwork right for any sport, That's right. right?
1: That's right, man.
0: Any sport, reach any position, reach out to this guy.
1: Basketball and and, uh, and football. We're trying to get into some baseball training, but I don't know about that.
0: Base- baseball. So. baseball is rough on footwork
1: it is it's very rough but i think i've got some i've got some stuff i can cook up oh oh okay <laughs> all right brother i appreciate you having me on oh, hey man, uh I'm taking
0: the time man i really appreciate it
1: you gotta come uh, be a guest on our podcast now talk about the jerseys my brother and i just started our own podcast this stupid right now plug it this the stoop hq on um on instagram go check it out and then uh the stoop hq on soundcloud and also on uh Apple iTunes um, what's
0: it called
1: the podcast uh, the app on there podcast on Apple uh, alright yeah. alright man appreciate you having
0: me on oh Lamb thank you man I really appreciate it
1: yes sir It's always We're great to listen to this at? you got the podcast uh, on the podcast app
0: yeah it's on yeah. so it's on Apple Podcast Google Podcast okay. Spotify wherever you got just search into the stitches and it'll pop up
1: alright man sounds good All I'll right. give it a listen
0: I appreciate it Lamb
1: alright buddy be good see ya really. brother see ya
0: on to the D3 playoffs. We got two weeks to cover here, so bear with me. We're gonna start with the semifinals. Uh Mount Union played Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins being my rival from college. And UW Whitewater played Mary Hart and Baylor. Now it was kind of two not really exciting matchups because all three of the four teams. Had purple and black as their main color, and Hopkins had uh what do you call it? They're black with Carolina blue. Love their uniforms, but Mary and Baylor is purple and yellow. So there's just a lot. There's a lot of purple going on here. It was uh it was a great game. I didn't watch the Whitewater Mary and Baylor game too much. I, I tuned in on my phone a little bit while I was in between uh, Fortnite games but the i watched the hopkins versus mount union game from second they kicked off till the final whistle blew hell of a game played uh mount union won 20 to 28 and they mount union went all black with their uniforms they had all black with purple helmets and hopkins had their typical black helmet white jersey black pants nothing crazy um, but it, it did ended up looking like a pretty good matchup. It just looked like a classic football matchup. You know, one team has a, an away jersey. Other team is in one color, it looks like, and it looked good. UW-Whitewater went with purple helmet, white jersey, purple pants, and Mary harden Baylor had their purple helmet, yellow jersey, white pants. It was, it was definitely contrasting enough to where it looked good, but uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of purple going on for me. Now, in the Stag Bowl, National Championship, Division Three, it ended up being Mount Union against Mary Harden Baylor. Also, another hell of a game. These guys almost don't even look like they're Division Three teams. They, they are the cream of the crop, obviously, because they're in the National Championship, but they played their hearts out. They look like some serious athletes, and uh, I'm happy for them. Mary Harden Baylor ended up winning. Peep it on the Twitter gave a shout out to both teams because it was a great game but um mount union this was a color rush game and it was awesome i was thrilled to see a color rush game mary hard and baylor actually went with purple helmets kept their helmets but went all yellow so yellow jerseys yellow pants and mount union went purple helmets black jerseys black pants it was it was an awesome game to watch uniform wise and it was even better football so um uh congratulations to mary hard and baylor uh, Not a big deal. They favorited my tweet that I sent Adam, them. So check that out. Still hyped about it that someone recognized this podcast other than individuals. And uh, check that out, definitely. And we're now moving on to the next segment, National Football League. Now on to the NFL. There are some pretty cool uniforms this week. Uh, Different ones. So getting right back into it, Dolphins with the Miracle Miami had their throwbacks. Awesome. I love these. And I know the Dolphins players have also said that they prefer these over their normal ones, which is kind of surprising, but at the same time, they look great. Chargers and Titans went all navy. Panthers went all black, so a little fake color rush there. And uh Cardinals went with their black jerseys, which was the first time, I don't even know if they did this last year, but it I like the way it looks. There's no reason for it. They just decided to have an alternate. Looks good. I black and red is always a good look. Um, but there probably there was no reason behind it. They just decided to switch it up, which is cool, in my opinion. Seahawks and Bucks uh, went with their color rush unis. Seahawks with the neon highlighter greens. Bucks with their. For some reason, it seems like that the red that they wear just pops a little extra. I don't know why it seems so bright. But both teams, they didn't play each other, but they were bright against each other. And the Ravens wore their purple pants. And they used to wear black pants on away for away games. So they had black helmet, white jerseys, and black pants. And it looked average. It looked it looked average. There was nothing bad about it. But now they're wearing their black helmet same, with the white jerseys and purple pants for away games. And I really like the way it looks. It looks better than them just trying to hide hide a team color with black they're bringing out that purple now more and I, I really liked it so that basically covers the nfl this week um not too much happened but what ha- what did happen was worthy enough to talk about quick very quick nhl segment LA Kings wore Laker-themed pregame jerseys similar to what the Devils did with uh, camouflage salute-to-service jerseys a couple weeks ago. But these looked awesome. I mean, it's weird seeing Kings in yellow and purple, but still looked pretty cool. Uh, Another new interesting thing was that there's now a color-changing puck for the Winter Classic, and they're testing it out. And um, apparently it lets officials know how cold the puck is, and if the puck is below freezing, color changes and that signifies to them that it should be replaced. Real interesting to me. I had no idea that that, that was a factor. But uh, I guess when you think about it, it does kind of affect it. And the final and biggest announcement for the NHL is that it's officially coming to Seattle. So uh, no, there hasn't been a team name announced or anything like that yet. But um, they have announced officially that there will be an expansion team in Seattle. All right, here is my first crack at the NCAA basketball segment that will be replacing, sadly, NCAA football as soon as bowl season is over. So a lot of teams unveiled throwback unis, those teams being Fairfield, Liberty, Penn State, and Ohio State. They all revealed throwback unis, and Tennessee, it's kind of like, they did throwback-inspired unis. Now, they didn't actually wear these back in the day, but they were inspired by throwbacks, which was an interesting explanation for them. So getting into Fairfield real quick, uh, my dad's an alumni of Fairfield, Dr. Bobo, and um, they, their jerseys were just, they're just basic white, a few red stripes here and there, and it just says stags on the chest. Very basic, um, but I like it. I think with basketball jerseys, it is good to go basic. Liberty now had an off-white color, which automatically makes them look old, whether they're brand new Nike Dry Fit or not. They just look old with this off-white color, and um, they there's an old school style of script, which like you you would be able to tell. Check the Twitter, you'll be able to tell that it's like older script, and it just says Liberty on the chest, and the old school logo is big on their hip. Now that that this uniform is probably my favorite from this entire week. Because it looks like a throwback. It's an accurate throwback. And the logo just isn't seen anymore. So when you pull this out, it's rare. And I like the way it looks. Penn State threw me for a loop. Felt like I was on a roller coaster reading this article. So they're rocking throwbacks. But they're black and pink. And I was thinking like, okay, I did a segment on the history of Penn State's logo. Nowhere did it say were they ever black and pink. So, I'm lost. Um, so, I did a little more research into it, and they're talking about throwbacks literally to the 1800s. So, from 1887 to 1890, a few students who were head of the student body decided that the official school colors should be na- named black and pink. And I didn't know that, but <laughs> apparently that is a fact. And, um, that's why they're doing the ultimate throwback like if you want to date each throwback of when they wore them, I'd say the oldest one that was worn this season so far double the amount of years ago it was worn. You reach how far back these logo or these colors for Penn State were worn uh now on to ohio state they everybody's going with like a cursive for throwback. I guess that was a big thing back in the day because they wore all red unis. And there's a white Buckeyes in cursive on the chest. And there is an O with a Buckeye leaf in the middle of the O on their leg or their hip. Pretty cool. Um, I like the way this cursive looks. I don't take that as me complaining. I think the cursive looks awesome. Now, Tennessee with their fake throwbacks. Literally, it's just a white uniform. And it says Tennessee in an arched font on the chest, number right below it, and then volunteers on the belly in an inverse arch. It's, it's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's cool, but can't. I wouldn't classify it as a throwback, really. Uh, a few other teams just released alternates also. Boston College, new third jersey. It's just white, and it has Eagles in cursive. So it's back to the cursive theme again. Uh, Miami women's basketball. They're doing the exact same thing that Miami football did this year where they're using... A an alternate uniform that is 100% based off of uh, recyclable materials. So that's, that's pretty cool. And it, I think it looks great. It's orange and the numbers are white with little green lines in them. It, it looks really nice. I think so. I love the uniforms for football. So looking at these for basketball, it was like an exact translation. Oklahoma just a quick reminder, Oklahoma is a jump man school. Uh, they're bringing out anthracite uniforms with red trim. Um, they're calling these their Rough Rider uniforms. Pretty sure Oklahoma just calls any alternate uniform in any sport Rough Rider because they have like three Rough Rider uniforms for football. So pretty sure this is just a, a name f- instead of them saying alternates, Rough Riders. And finally, one of my favorite ones, Ole Miss. Powder blue uniforms. been begging for this for them for football. Powder blue uniforms with a uh, cursive M on their chest right above their numbers. And the word logo that says Ole Miss on their leg. I love it. I love this color. Love it in a uniform. Ole Miss is doing it right. I hope their football team can take some notes from their basketball team. And finally, we're going to end this with a quick grab bag of things. So... First thing uh United States national football team look it up awesome um, i'd play I did a camp for them, so much fun. I wish I could have played in a game against Canada or the um, internet like an international game, but we never got the opportunity but their helmets they 've been on their helmet game recently, and guess what big time chrome fans is the United States national football team so they used to do just the face mask or just the logo. Now they went all out. The entire shell of the helmet, the entire uh, face mask, and the chin strap. Love it. Chrome mirrored. It looks amazing. All of it. The logo is an oversized American flag waving in the wind. Love the logo. Uh, I just think it looks absolutely amazing. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of this. Check it out on the Twitter probably going to be one of my all-time favorite uniforms when I do a segment at the end of this uh, football season of all favorite uniforms the entire season. This helmet will be a part of it, no doubt, but will definitely be a part of that discussion. Next, a little NCAA basketball, back to it. Uh, Georgia Tech, they literally, I just checked uh, the website, usually check, and this was just posted as I'm recording the other segment, and I didn't notice it before. Georgia Tech released new uniforms called the Ramblin' Rack Unis. And uh, it's their school's old time mantra slash nickname. It's it's white when the color that they say is tech gold, which is kind of just like a darker gold. Um, the numbers and letters are in that, and it literally says Ramblin' Rack. So it's pretty pretty cool. Um, I like it a lot. And uh, finally, I'm going to end with this because this is what I am the most excited about. Uh, was, was just doing some research at work um, when things get a little slow. I like to work on the pod a little bit and was rum- rummaging through some articles. And I found one from 2009 about this guy, Derek Dumont. Okay. Now this guy's story is ridiculous. This interview that I read with um, Derek, excuse me, Mr. Dumont, got to be a little respectful interview that I read with Mr. Dumont. He was asked questions about a collection that he has and, uniforms for football and all that and I felt like I was reading the answers as if I wrote them myself it was ridiculous so I actually called him tonight and um we are going to set up an interview that will be brought to you guys not next episode but next week so not in this short episode that I'm going to do in a few days but next and then a following episode that's going to be normal sized episode and all that he will be in an interview with that and uh I'm thrilled to have him on and learn more about his story because the more I read and did research about him and his story of his collection and all that um it blew me away it really did so I'm very excited to have him on and that'll be brought to you guys next week all right guys that's it thank you so much for tuning in this episode I want to apologize if this episode felt a little scrambled or it came off as a little too long, not as descriptive as usual. Uh, I tried to condense two weeks to try and start fresh in this upcoming week and give myself a little time to catch up uh, because I've been so busy recently. But this is one of my passions and I will never leave this behind. So I really wanted to give you guys something this week um hopefully you guys uh like this episode it's not going to be this style anymore it's going to be back to the old style of just kind of uh spitting off the updates and then fingers crossed you get an interview luckily we have mr dumont next week we had the wonderful nick lamb this week i was so thankful he was able to come on he did a great job he told some great stories gave some great advice and uh, if there's one guy you have to listen to, it's, it's Nick. He's always a guy that I looked up to on the field that practiced and the games gave 110%. And um, he, knows, he knows what it takes to become an All-American, like you said. So thank you so much. Please go to his podcast, go to his Instagram, go to his Twitter, at 84footwork. His podcast was mentioned in the interview It's a Sixers podcast with his brother. I'm sure it's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Can't wait to bring you next week's episode.